Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. That was awesome. Uh, my name is Alex, Thanks. and we are two <laughs> brothers who are about to geek the F out because today we Ooh. have the absolute honor and pleasure to be interviewing oh. Juan Do. Oh my goodness, you'll notice behind me the, those watching the splendor that is the Juan Do books that we own. Uh, and then Alex, show them the brand new one, Spectro, just dropped this, this week. Um, go buy it, folks. It's on Aftershock Comics. Um, Hit up that full disclosure, comic book shop. Yeah, full disclosure, we're going to let you peek behind the curtain. We've already done the interview. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Juan, what thank nice you so, so much. Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. So we just had a ton of fun chatting with Juan for the better part of an hour about his career, the creative process, uh, diving deep into Spectro, the the new book, Bad Reception, Dark Arc. I mean, for those who have listened to us talk, um, listened to episodes before, Dark Arc's one of our favorites, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Yeah, it's just amazing. So this is an amazing chat. But first, Alex, this is a Whiskey Geek show. So real quick, um, we decided to pour a little drink yeah, as well we did uh, you'll notice for those watching for those not watching we are sipping on the james Eady uh 11 year old colila yes we are um why did we pick this one specifically for our chat with juan well we wanted because juan does all of his work with uh or a lot of his work with aftershock comics which is a a smaller comic studio we wanted to go mm -hmm. with something a little off the beaten track we wanted to yeah, do an yeah. ind independent bottler uh, but of course, we still wanted it to bring absolutely everything you could possibly want in a whiskey. Uh -huh. So this is an 11-year-old Colila that has been finished in refill Palo Cortado hogsheads, ladies Ooh, and gentlemen. Boy. And it is coming in hot at 56.5 ABV. See, so it, it really punches you and it's strong and dark and peaty, uh, yeah. much like you know the horror books uh, and lets you really think. But then there's this nice underlying sweetness that as you'll notice with our conversation Juan's like the sweetest awesome most awesome oh. dude ever we had a great chat and uh gorgeous his artwork's gorgeous oh and unbelievable. this bottle's gorgeous as well um so big thanks again to Juan you're about to listen to a nice long chat that we had with him um keep coming back oh real quick I wanted to mention um we're going to be doing if you didn't listen to our last episode we did a recap on episodes one and two of the obi-wan kenobi show so go listen to that we're going to be doing more of those instant reaction shows to that if you have any questions that you want us to answer in our next episode about star wars or kenobi please send them to us uh, either on instagram at the whiskey geeks or the whiskey geeks at gmail.com we're going to be putting up some random polls on our instagram to ask questions we've already got a couple in which is pretty fun so we're going to do a mailbag episodes so awesome uh anything else you want to say alex before we get into this interview uh, just hit up your local comic book shop, grab a copy of Spectro because this is, this is one of the most fun and thought provoking, uh, kind of horror anthology books. No, I mean, sorry, sorry, let me rephrase that. This is mm -hmm. one of the f funnest, f best drawn, put together books that I've read in a long time. And it there also is deep. It has some really cool through lines. Um, yeah, makes you think, and it is absolutely gorgeous. 
There we go. So without further ado, folks, we're going to get into our interview. Um, we're not going to do an outro. So this is going to be our outro, Alex. Take us out like we normally do. And then you're going to get this nice long interview with Juan. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and Scotch and Stories. They were made for each other. Cheers, Tim. Boink. Um, we're sitting here. Oh, my goodness. Quando. He's here. <laughs> Virtually, he's here. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for jumping on the show with us. This is a real treat for the two of us to be talking with you. We are big fans. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be on. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Ooh. Absolutely, man. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Right on. Well, um, we're just, we're going to get this, this out of the way. And I'm sure you've probably talked about this a million times and I'm sorry to make you do it again. But for those that might not know, um, your actual name is not Juando. And uh, there's a reason why there, you don't really have a photo. Well, you, we have a nice little photo up of you, but we're right, not going to be right. seeing your face. Um, do you mind giving us the the quick rundown of that? I've heard no, the story. It's an interesting story. So I think other people might be interested. Yeah, by yeah, it. yeah. I, I'm curious which story you heard because I think there might be multiple Ooh. stories of the Quando uh, origin. Uh, oh my gosh! So, well, in that uh, case, no, I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything. I want to hear. I want to hear the one straight from you that you're going to tell yeah, us now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, so Juando is uh, my artist name, um, but it's also a character that uh, you could say my alter ego. So, so mm. in in that sense, there's there's very much a comic book superhero sort of uh, ethos behind that, and. Um, yeah, I, I kind of painted myself into a trap here because when, when I first did the uh, Wando character, which was a long time ago, it was in a different career. I was actually at that time doing uh, more studio art, you know, art world stuff, canvases. Uh, I wasn't doing comic book stuff. And at that time, that's when this sort of Wando character came out. And that's how we, we sort of treated it. He was just like this, you know, omnipotent artist character. He, he's definitely not real. <laughs> he, mm -hmm. he, he was not from Earth, um, but he fell in love with the culture of Earth, specifically art and comic books. So I just sort of created this alter ego. And through that character, I did a whole bunch of artwork and he had like a backstory and, uh, uh, and a lot of different influences. Uh, but then every time I would go out in public, I would wear this costume. So mm. it, it became sort of connected with, uh, oh, that's that's Swando in in costume. And it was always like a great time. And people took, uh, remember, that was this is before like social media. So, so there right. wasn't that sort of virality to it. Uh, but that was the, the genesis of this character. So anytime anyone saw him, it was always in costume. So it sort of became like, okay, well, I'm going to just kind of be this character. You know, it wasn't like I was out there every day, every day doing it. It became more right. of a performance piece. Uh, but then that sort of, you know, informed what I was doing as an artist as well. So it just became my, you know, artist name. And then when right. I started comic books, um, you know, I was always upfront with my clients. I was like, hey, this is this character. You know, obviously I have a human name and a real name, <laughs> just like everyone else. And, uh, but you everyone was Earth. like, <laughs> I, I am from Earth. Wando yeah. is not. I, I, I probably serve more as a, a physical proxy for the character. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I do all the work for him. But, um, but yeah, so it just kind of became this, this fun sort of thing where, you know, I'm not the, the first artist to, embody an alter ego uh, but I never really made that the focus like the work was always the work you know so yeah. uh, I, I never let the character uh, 
even be known to be quite honest. So even within the comic book realm, it was just always the work, the covers and the sequential stuff. Uh, I never really had a big visible profile in public. But if you go to the conventions, you know, I'm just sitting at the table, you know, in human right. form <laughs> and you could just walk up to me and talk. So I've, I've, I have had, you know, that experience. Um, I had gone to like every single New York Comic Con up until mm. COVID hit. Uh, wow. So that's like the show that I did. And that's where I would represent myself. I'm originally from New York City. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so the 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 Wando the thing was just kind of this backstory thing. Um but I guess now that I've sort of fully embodied this, uh, you know, like where I'm writing stories and I'm drawing stories, you know, I'm kind of like just this one man shop kind of thing. Uh, I think it represents what this Wando thing is as, as well. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun right now. You know, it's, it's still always about art and stories and comics. Uh, nice. And I sort of try to live through that. Nice. Do you, do you find that you kind of jump into your wando persona like when you're sitting down to to draw to like craft ideas does it help with the creative process like do you actually have a all right i'm going to take off my you know my dad hat and put on my wando mask and start the process absolutely 100 yeah. it's like going into a spaceship because yeah. once i'm in that wando frame of mind it really just allows me to focus on what the task at hand is, which is really, you know, we we build universes, we, we, we create fictional worlds. And from a creative point of view, like, especially now that I'm writing stuff, you know, it really is an immersive process. It is a mm -hmm. metaverse where you have to live in it, you know, at the beginning, just through words, you know, just the, the, yeah. that, that's why I love writing now because there's so much power that you can get across before you even draw anything, you know? So it, it's, it's this whole new thing that I'm experiencing. Um, and yeah, so I would say that when I sit down, you know, once I do my daddy duties and kids are off to school, wife's at work, I sit down and, and yes, I sort of put on this, this Wando persona and it just kind of filters out everything else, you know? Yeah. So it, it's nice. probably definitely a creative aid that I probably need to focus. You know, I mean, we, we're living in such a, a noisy environment right just in general just the, yeah. the the distractions and news and social media uh so i've really found this to help me focus on my work because uh, nice. i only have a set amount of time you know i'm just yeah. like everyone else i have a family i have you know obligations i have duties so the time that i'm able to work it really has to be focused so i don't play around with that stuff you know so if it, yeah. if this character helps get the work done, you know, um, in a, in a, in a, of high quality, then it's all good. You know, I have fun with it. Everyone sort of seems to, to, to dig the concept as well. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of meta stuff going on, you know, um, that I'm also engaging in, you know, Fondo is actually a comic as well. It's, it's a, it's a, and no one has ever seen this comic. Oh, really? It, 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 <laughs> it lives within the, uh, you know, confines of, of the laboratory somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a, that, that's kind of like a part of it. Um, mm. I think I had always seen this character as doing these things in comic books and then kind of retiring and then telling his story and filtering all of the experiences that I've had drawing comics while being a comic book character doing his own comic so it's oh, definitely is, some like charlie fascinating charlie Kaufman, 
yeah. it's some Charlie Kaufman-esque. Um, I, I think, look, to be, you know, really open about it, it, it's always been a very meta art project for me, like a right. physical art project. Um, to give you even more backstory than if we're going to go this path, I used to be a, um, for all intents and purposes, a professional clown. Uh, oh, in really? fact, I was a acrobatic magical clown and I spent uh, from the ages of 13 to 21. So very formative years. Wow. Um, training, clowning, miming. And then I worked for these uh, party people. In fact, <laughs> Purple Pickle Party People Inc. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'll never That's forget amazing. that name. Uh, uh, a friend of mine invited me to be his assistant on a summer on a summer gig. I had no idea what he did. And he took me to this like factory and, and it's just full of costumes and characters. I'm like, dude, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a clown. And you're going to be my assistant and you're going to wear, you know, Barney, Ninja Turtles, like whatever. It was the beginning of a quite fascinating turn in my life because that's, that's where I began to learn a lot about myself was through performing. And I didn't realize it at the time because I was just an assistant at first. Uh, but by the time I was 16, I was an active performing clown, you know, and, and but like the, the, the craft of it, you know, not just that I put on makeup and act silly, the actual performing part. So years yeah. later, you know, after I sort of, you know, finished doing that and then I got into art and fashion and painting and I was doing that stuff and even computer graphics, it, it just sort of followed along uh this i don't know this costume thing you know and then it, it, it took a while to realize that oh juando is like my clown outfit basically mm -hmm. so it, it mm -hmm. and, and and i think even within literature there's a lot of that psychology when you talk about clowns or the sad clown or the yeah you know the clown brings joy and and, and happiness so yeah that's some real origin stuff i don't think i've ever I shared love that story yeah that's, i love it like, that's really and, yeah <laughs> Yeah, and somehow that's... this turned into, you know, because Wando was always a comic book fan, when the comic book thing came into his life, it was like, the oh, okay, yeah, let me, you know, I got a cover gig at Marvel, like, for my first gig, you know, like, who, yeah. who gets that? That's, like, crazy to me. And then that, you know, started the thread that led into this career that I'm now in, you know, almost 20 years later. Amazing, uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of, I, I don't think people really understand how much psychology and work goes into those kind of performative arts in in my previous life i was a booking agent and i worked with a lot of variety oh, wow. variety acts so i you know and i i am very good friends with like they're dubbed the world's most extreme magic circus extravaganza <laughs> show they've got like wow. 40 guinness records and i've and i've worked oh, with wow. a lot of like magicians and sword swallowers oh, and fire eaters I love and it. like that and like but like the psychology that 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 they put or like that goes into creating a proper like busking set to make sure that an audience is on your side or to like get them against you and then bring them back it's this whole other kind of like you're talking about this whole kind of meta performance mm -hmm. art mm -hmm. to being able to capture an audience that i think people on the surface they think oh you just go out and you you do a back handspring and you juggle right, some stuff right. and that's it. But like, no, 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 no. The, like the, like the carno, like the carny barking and like mm. the getting the people into the palm of your hand is such a, 
fascinating, interesting aspect of that whole world to me. Um, so <laughs> seeing people do it really, really well is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely oh, wow. right. No, so, yeah. so you have a, a, a bit of an understanding then of some of that process. Uh, definitely definitely um awesome. well that's that's fantastic what a fascinating backstory that is um well i think we should just kind of get into the let's get into <laughs> the meat and potatoes of, of what, yeah, what yeah. we're going to be talking about which is um the brand new book that's just hitting shelves uh please go buy it it's called spectro it's amazing on aftershock comics um how did this come about where did you get the ideas for this? It's, it's incredible also. Oh, wow. Well, thank <laughs> it's amazing. you so much. It's yeah. so um, good. It's so good. I see a variant, the, the variant cover behind um, Alex. Yep. Uh, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I even did the variant cover, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> it's a phenomenal <laughs> cover, variant. by the way. I, I <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Loved it. Yeah. I was, had to, had to pick this one up. It's my, my favorite oh, awesome. piece from, if I was to own like a page from this, it would absolutely be on like the final, um, like the final page of the going to Mars to, oh. to like, like when, oh. when the, like when the face turns, the turn. yeah, 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 yeah. But, like that, that would be awesome. the one. Like, it's so good. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Spectro. Um, wow. That, that it took a while to, you mm -hmm. know, from the time that, um, it was incepted to where we're at now, where it finally came out last week. So Spectro was the, the project um, that was greenlit after Bad Reception. So I see you have a copy of, of Bad Reception there. So, so Bad Reception was my first ever comic, you know, original comic book story. Um, five issues, it was, it was an, an incredible ride. Um, I started that in 2019. I think we had done like the first three issues, you know, bang, bang, bang. And then and this COVID situation happened, you know, so then that, that first year was quite disruptive in, in comics, obviously uh, you guys know that. And so issues four and five didn't come out till like a year later. So it was like a very, you know, we were on a, on a really big momentum streak stop then released almost a year later, the trade came out. Uh, so, but that was December of 2020. So I think soon after that, I had pitched a few ideas to Aftershock and one of them was a horror anthology. Uh, it, it wasn't called Spectro um, at the time. I think it was called eight by eight. It was supposed to be like eight short stories, eight pages each. Okay. Um, but uh, but then we re, 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 reformatted. It was like four stories, 10 pages each. And then they just asked for a new name. Uh, and I came up with Spectro. So, so the idea was basically, it's a horror anthology. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of horror. And I was also really, uh, I was reading a whole, I had seen a documentary on, I think it was the, his, the EC comics. And, and, and I loved obviously that era, uh, but I had never really read a lot of stuff. And then I read um, the weird science, I mm -hmm. believe. Yep. Um, very like horror, you know, sort of cosmic sci-fi horror anthology. And I was pretty much like part of the, the nugget for it. I was like, you know what? I love like cosmic stuff. I love horror. I love tech. Let's just kind of create some, some, and you know, horror anthology universe, definitely an homage to Twilight Zone and, and, yeah. and Black Mirror. Uh, but also Ooh. because I love the idea of just generating different stories, you know, that are short format. And it's just great exercise. And it's, it's a great project to, 
try and do. So that was it. That was the inception for Spectro. Nice. Um, but uh, it, 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 it took a while because for the last couple of years, I've sort of not been fully involved in comics. Uh, I've been doing other work. I I'd sort of started doing some, some more art projects. Um, there was a, some disruption in comics. I wasn't sure what, what exactly was going to happen, but I did have this uh, Spectro deal. And Aftershock was just like fantastic. They didn't pressure me or or even give me a deadline. It was it was simply whenever I was ready to go, I was ready to go. So uh, about six months ago, I just sat down in earnest and I had like the the nuggets of all these stories, and then I just went on a furious writing tirade. <laughs> and uh, you know, three weeks later, like I had the whole thing, and I was like, okay, I dig this. And then I went off into the art part of it, and here we are. Uh, and then obviously everything else, the coloring, the lettering, uh, it's a bit of an yeah, obsession. Uh, yeah, the entire so, thing is the entire thing is you, which yeah, is yeah, which quite is, the undertaking. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think that also relates to the, the performative part of this Wando thing where uh, I see the comic book page as a finished product. I don't see mm. the penciling, the inking, the coloring, the lettering. I see all of those as simply, you know, ingredients to create that final dish which is the finished page so that's sort of part of my obsession of wanting and having to do everything uh and even with the like lettering part uh it just gives me like sometimes i'm just writing at the end i'm just changing stuff you know right yeah. in the actual page even after i've written the script uh, so i think that gives me a certain amount of flexibility and and more time to make that story a bit better uh, uh if it comes down to that so yeah that's 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 my thing i I need to do the whole thing if it's a story that I'm creating from 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 scratch. So, hopefully, you guys dig it and and it was enjoyable. Uh, it's got everything that I love in it, um, and that's all I want to do is make cool stuff that people dig. You know, because I dig it's, it. It's God, that's the dream, right? I mean, we <laughs> we we dug it. Um, the first time I read it through, I didn't realize that it was that was it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, but now what's Pluto going to do? <laughs> and then, so that I like texted Tim and I was like, all right, so like, when's the next issue? Like when's issue five? And he goes, no, no, no. Like it's an anthology piece. That's it. And I was like, damn it. But I, I want more of this. Like, like all of these stories, like it tells the entire story. And I think it gets across like each, each one of the four gets across the message. I, you know, I, you know, being a mm -hmm. um, a history major and a, and a poli sci major, I, I sort of like oh, went cool. dug a little deep into like, oh, like I think this one's talking about like perception versus reality, and I think this one's right. talking about like legacy versus, you know, ego and motivation and things like that. But so, but I was always left like, this is a crazy world that you created in each one of these four stories like you mentioned earlier you get into that creative process and there's a whole there's a whole universe that you need to build that these characters exist in whether we as a reader see it as or not you need to know as the Correct. like as the author of that like what are the motivations behind this character how did they get here so that when the story unfolds it makes sense to us right so oh totally. you did that so splendidly four times in uh, in 10 pages in each. 10 pages yeah and I, I i was left with like with questions with thoughts with uh, awesome. like it left it left me thinking like 
did so in the i don't want to spoil Let's just it do because this, this is brand we new could, we could we could well fair enough yeah it's only i was just gonna week. say we could blanket spoiler warning but yeah we don't want to do that because it's brand new yeah so but like just go read it everybody so and just, then yeah and then yeah um but i like i'm you know gonna throw a couple thoughts out there um did he climb the mountain mm. is is one of the things that that i was left thinking about was like you know did did he did he succeed in his goal um i really liked uh, the story the first story about the gamification of mm. of our yes. lives I got mm-hmm. such Black Mirror vibes out of that first one, and it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I love this. I, yeah. lo- I want so much more of that. I want, like, what other, I want to see other people buy that product and, yeah. right, right. and go through, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, and I want to see someone, like, turn into the opposite and just be like, no, no, like, I'm out. And, like, I want that monster created. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know? Yeah. Um, so oh, it was so cool. Yeah, like it was like it was very thought provoking. It wasn't like we've talked about a lot of comic books, like, you know, since we started doing this and some of them were like, look, this is like an essential read or this is um, like a very nice fluff fun, you know, you can just dip into it and it like it's not going to leave you thinking. For me, this was like both of those things. It was really fun. It was beautifully constructed but then it left me thinking and like i was asking questions about you know the nature of like Mm. the nature of being like at one point um i i am one of those people that has read plato's republic Mm. um but the parable of the shadows in the cave and like perception of reality like well you know are you just the shadow that you see on the wall or and so some of that came up in both the Pluto one as well as going to climb the mountain in Mars. I was like, is this a reflection of reality or mm. is this this person's reality? Um, so anyways, it was really dug it. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, uh, I can't, that means so much to me because I think uh, subconsciously that's like exactly maybe what I would want the reaction to be where, you know, on one level, hey, this just is a cool looking thing. You know, the stories are kind of distinct. There's, you know, it's the craft of comic book and story. Uh, but then there are those those uh, philosophical questions that, that that you mentioned that I absolutely were was trying to imbue. Yeah. Not because I knew the answers, but because maybe I'm searching for 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 my own perspective on that. You know, so I find you know, first of all, I love science. You know, I, I find the, the, you know, the discoveries of the origins of our universe to be fascinating. I find physics to be fascinating. I, I feel if we're going to find any real answers about anything in our existence, it's going to happen through that process. You know, but then there are deep philosophical questions that we all go through, whether that's in the spiritual realm and the religious realm. There, there's a part of us that lives you know, that exists in, in a form of imagination. Um, and I find that fascinating. And the way that we as a society almost live through stories, through narrative engagement in everything, you know, like almost everything is becoming a narrative because of how powerful it is to make one engage and think. So uh, if you came away with that, with, with Spectro, that's almost exactly what I wanted. You know, even the, the name Spectro, you know, like referring to the, the the spectrum of light to uh uh you know how we you know define distance in in outer space using the reflections of light and 
the light that you can't see. Uh, so there, it, there is some sort of, you know, quantumness in there, some mm. dark cosmic questions in there uh, related and also intertwined with, you know, human foibles, human fears. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, and I was, I think each story I was trying to do that, um, which is I really like, I um, ironic. It took me a very long, it took me a lot longer to write these 40 pages than it did, you know, um, Bad Reception, which is a you know, 120 page graphic novel. Right. Um, but it was because of that, because each universe was so distinct, I needed to make it distinct, but also feel like you're part of this spectral verse, you know, yeah. this, like they all exist within this universe. And I think I accomplished that. So, so your comments uh, really uh, deeply appreciate it because that's almost exactly what I was going for. That's and even, even if you don't get to those places where you're asking questions, I just want you to enjoy it as you know these cool little horror stories. I honestly, I think at the at the base of it, I think even just the the base, you could fly through it, you know, fly through, read it in a day, and if all you take out of it is like, oh, those are four cool little horror stories, it I think you knocked it out of the park on that level. And then I think, so for me, you know, I've read it four times, four or five times right. now, all the way through, and then each time wow. I'm picking up different things or thinking about different things. And most recently, the last, like on my last read through specifically the, the Mars one, it like, it really got me thinking about my own legacy. And it was like, oh my gosh, what the hell am I going to like, what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind? And, <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. And like, it, like it kind of really hit me, hit me deep in, in that one. And um, so I think I, I just, I, I think you absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's a phenomenal book. Um, we're just going to go wow. ahead and spoiler warnings, everybody. This book is going to be showing up later in the year when <laughs> when we recap things because awesome, it's man. it's awesome. It's really, yeah. really awesome. And I really hope everybody watching and listening goes and buys it and reads it. Awesome. That, it's that means a lot. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, and, maybe there's more down the line. You know, I, I, it's it's an anthology series, you know, so maybe there there could be a volume two. Oh yeah, my gosh, volume three. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's definitely something I've thought about. So yeah. I'm, I'm and, just happy to have this out. And is this so? This is technically is this only your second time, like kind of writing a story? Like Bad Reception was your first time writing yes. a comic book, and this was your second. I mean, <laughs> that alone is. Yes bananas Sheesh. to me that the second guy yes. and even the first goes so i mean we I, can we can talk bad reception for a minute chat bad reception as well i mean that's that was super fun um i picked that up you know just a couple weeks ago knowing that we were going to be having you on and i mean as people know people who have watched the show like and you can see behind me for those watching i'm a a massive fan of dark awesome. arc um we've talked about dark arc a lot <laughs> i'm a <laughs> big fan of that book. And, um, and so then, you know, kind of in, in doing research and stuff, I was like, Oh man, I got to go get that bad reception and, and picked it up a couple weeks ago and tore through it. And I was just like, this is such a fun whodunit little, right. you know, yeah. little murder mystery story that like wraps up amazingly well and was super satisfying. It's graphic and bloody in all the ways that I like horror books to be. Um, but it wasn't like over the top and campy and cheesy, but like all the characters were fun and the concept of, you know, the, the, like the FOMO of, you know, yeah. 
not having your phone and like yeah. i've had that where <laughs> my god i forgot my phone at home and i'm just going to get groceries and then i'm just constantly hitting touching my pocket and like oh my god mm -hmm. where's my phone mm -hmm. someone's dead someone's dead i'm gonna go home and my <laughs> wife's gonna be my wife's gonna be dead or my kids are missing and like that whole fear yeah. like that totally brought all of that yeah. up um and man taking a vacation going somewhere to a, a wedding where there's no phones that sounds pretty awesome delightful when there's not a <laughs> giant after you. stalking <laughs> creature in the woods but man fun fun book alex did you have any thoughts i really kind of went on a rant there thank yeah, you no no thank you it was like some of the same through lines in spectro like i f saw the sort of origins in bad reception um just about being slaves to your phone like that was mm -hmm. very much the the theme of the first story in mm -hmm. spectro too mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. um i found it interesting that like clearly this is something like that you've thought about a lot um i know i've had multiple conversations uh with both my wife and kids about like put your phone down dad like it's it's parent time and i was like you're right like this what i'm doing right now is absolutely pointless does my fantasy football lineup need to be looked at right now like no it doesn't like absolutely not like it's this is tea party time and put the phone down put your tiara on and let's spend some quality time with the kids right nice um so it it just i i thought it was very like it's a very topical theme yeah. to have through and i could see the anxiety that a lot of the characters were going through like I could see that reflected in like not only myself, but like, oh yeah, like this friend or this family member would totally mm. be that person who like snuck in a, you know, snuck a cell phone in, in, in the sock right, or something right, like that, right? right? <laughs> um, like pulls an Ari Gold, you know, yeah. like, he's always got to have that, that nice. second phone. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> nice entourage pull there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. Um, again, yes, but I mean, Bad Reception was a, you know, sort of shot in the dark. I, it wasn't even planned. It was just uh, someone, a, a good friend of mine suggested that like, I pitch a story. Actually, uh, are you familiar with the artist Sanford Green, artist creator? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite human beings. He's, he's, he's everything. He's, I think he's an incredible creator. Uh, so he had been doing a bunch of his own stuff, um, mm -hmm. and we were at, uh, at Heroes Con and he was showing me this, this, uh, thing he was doing for Webtoons and it was like mind blowing. And it was called the, uh, the thousand. I was okay. like, oh my gosh, this is like really amazing. And then I'm not sure if you're, if you're familiar with Webtoons or if you heard of it or, or know about it, you know, they have the, uh, sort of un, the horizontal scrolling format. Yeah. You know, so it's not a traditional comic book format. It's just you're using your thumb to scroll through this narrative. So it was like a very different art form from what the traditional comic book, you know, were or, or, or what I was used to. So I saw what Sanford did and I was just blown away. I was like, wow, this is like, you just took this medium and, and made it your own. So he suggested that I pitch something to, to Webtoons. And this was actually the genesis of Bad Reception. So if you if you remember the opening of Bad Reception is like this eight page spread basically. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's it's like all dialogue and then it's just uh, you know if you haven't seen it it's just like basically a pan shot. Um, so that that wasn't intentional for the comic book. Mm, that was how I had designed. 
I had designed the pitch for webtoons nice. so that you can have this sort of long panoramic shot where you're it's it's horizontal and you're reading the text as you're scrolling through. Okay. So so that's how I came up with that 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 design. So it wasn't like I was thinking of it in a traditional comic book format. It was completely different dynamic. So I ended up doing that pitch. Um, I had bad reception was an idea I actually had like ten years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of the same you know, aspect that, you know, phones, but uh, in this case, it was literally like bad reception. Like right. you, you had yeah. your phones, you just, you just had terrible reception. So it was, it was a good story to update for today's social media landscape. And so that's how the, the idea came to be, but Webtoons um, actually passed on it. Um, but everyone I had shown it to thought it was a really good idea. So, so then I was like, hey, maybe this works as an opening for a traditional comic. And so I reformatted it. I put it in the pitch. Uh, I've sort of reformatted the pitch for a comic book. I sent it to Aftershock and they they love it. And they mm-hmm. greenlit the project. And then it was crazy because I, you know, full disclosure, I did not think it was going to get picked up. I just said, mm-hmm. hey, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just send the pitch. You know, if something happens, then I'll deal with it then. But so sure enough, when it got picked up, now now it became all right. Can you actually write a five issue, you know, straight up graphic novel, you know, story? You know, can you do that? And I think my attitude was, well, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it it was very much like a, a challenge. And I think if I look at my career, it's it's almost gone in reverse, where I started as a cover artist for Marvel. Mm-hmm. So my first five years, I only did covers. I didn't want to touch sequentials because I knew how much work was involved. Yeah. And I had other work that I was doing, you know, so the, the cover gig those first five years was, was just like a really fun thing for me to explore. Marvel was one of my clients. Uh, then I jumped into sequentials on, on the Fantastic Four in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico trilogy, which was my first major sequential project. Uh, so then that, planted the seeds for the the evolution so i went from that to then i did legion of monsters you know so i had sort of gotten into the sequential role um and then in 2015 uh, aftershock um made me the offer of doing american monster with brian azarello mm-hmm. and that was like oh wow like yeah 100 bullets is one of my favorite books brian azarello is one of my favorite writers like that is awesome so we did that first volume of American Monster. And then for the next four years, I was just pumping out like at least two two graphic novels a year from dark art to like animosity. Yeah. So by so by the end of my aftershock run, after a few years, I had about, I don't know, eight, ten graphic novels. Uh, I had worked with some of the best writers in comics, Colin Bunn, Marguerite Bennett, Jeff Loveness. I mean, fantastic writers. Uh, that I learned a lot from. So I think when Bad Reception came about, I felt that I had the experience and the tools to be able to craft this story and just have fun with it. I just had fun. I love, you know, the whole slasher film trope. I, I definitely love genre. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I love it because you can wrap around a lot of stuff within that. Uh, there's, there's a chance oh, yeah. to be subversive. There's a chance to be... Uh, you know, a little explicit, you know, so I, I love genre. I'm, I'm not going to say that everything has to be perfect art. You know, if you can tell a cool story and use genre, that's fine. So that this is like my spin. Uh, 
um, the classic slasher whodunit, you know, like, you know, yeah. so I had fun with that. And um, it was quite a process because it, it wasn't like a traditional script art. Sometimes I would just lay out a scene in pencil and then go back and like, you know, put, put into dialogue. So it was like a mishmash. Every issue was like a bit different the way I, I constructed the story. But at mm-hmm. the end, you know, I had a process and, and, yeah. and even halfway through the last issue, I had about four different endings, you know, so that was like an awesome position to be in. And I found it fascinating that you could be sort of like halfway, you know, through an issue and be able to go in like multiple directions. So at the end of Bad Reception, what I really realized was like how in love I was with writing. Yeah. The actual process <laughs> of script writing. And, and so when I did Spectro, the the edict was you need to have full scripts before you're gonna jump into art and and so that was my exercise um with with spectro was actually writing and creating you know four fully fleshed out scripts that ended up being close to the final uh, at the end of the day so you know so what so what i'm saying is there's been an evolution of like almost going from this marble cover gig to just being like a one 100% independent writer artist yeah you know, where I'll just like your own do this shop. for myself even, yeah. even if I don't have yeah even if I don't have a publisher like I just I feel I can do a story and have an audience for it like yeah. Kickstarter or, or if I just do my own thing uh, so it's a really cool place to be in uh, I've been because now I've been in comics since 2005 so you know we're, we're coming in on 20 years um, I feel happy about that like now I can't stop coming up with ideas. So I, I have about <laughs> at least half a dozen, you know, ideas in development. I have a lot of things going on and it's an exciting time because I, I now have options for whatever I, 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 like, I feel I can do whatever I want. Like I don't, you know, I, I went through all of this, you know, waiting for someone's approval or waiting to get green lit for something. You know, I've pitched a few things. But I think I'm in a place now where I'm confident enough to say, okay, yeah, this is the next story that I'm going to tell and I'm going to go ahead and develop it. And, you know, I'll set a plan for when it's going to come out. Um, and that's where I'm at now. So I'm, I'm in amazing. actively developing my next book. Uh, obviously I can't say anything about it, uh, but it's obviously I'm always going to try and challenge myself and, you know, and always have fun doing it. So I'm, I'm excited for that as well. That's a great position to be in. Like yeah. after, and after all the, all the hard work to be able to, I'm going to tell the stories that I want to tell now. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 And it, if uh, off mic, if you ever wanted to provide alternate endings to bad reception, I would be more than happy to uh, read those. Oh, sure. I would love, I would love <laughs> to see alternate endings yeah. for that. Book. I think that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> that'd be a nice director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I think that's every, every, creator's dream is to you know be at that point where you're like sweet i you know you've got your audience um and you can kind of go and do exactly what you want and you're not looking for approval i think that's you know a lot of people when they're first trying to break into a creative industry it, it, that that's that's the challenge of yeah. gatekeepers yeah, yeah. in the industry and i i i'm very very happy and excited as someone who fancies themselves to be a creative person i mean we're creating this show right and yeah as a creative absolutely. as well i love the fact that we're at a point where there aren't as many gatekeepers needed to be able to build right. an audience but also that the fact that there are 
some of the people to kind of approve and do things like I love companies like Aftershock and I love companies like Boom Studios and right. like, I mean, Marvel and DC are great. If you're watching, I love you too. Uh, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but you know, like the, the smaller indie shops and, you know, coming from the music industry where I spent the majority of my professional career, like indie labels and stuff, right. It's that whole kind of punk rock edict of, well, let's all just figure it out and, and see what we can do and, you know, challenge yourself and, and do all that. And I think, I mean, I think man, over 20 years, you have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job, sir. Thank you. Yeah, no, and you're you're absolutely right. I I, I think uh, especially you know over the past few years we've learned that you know the world is you know connected via this digital distribution device. Uh, uh, we are probably more addicted to our phones than ever before. I, I think it's becoming just this, you know, whether it's your kids or yourself, you know, yeah. uh, it's just a part of the landscape. But that you know, this also enables a lot of this disruption that allows for, you know, we're we're in the era of the content creator slash distributor <laughs> like you can do everything today you know yeah. and if you build a, a community and an audience and, I, and you do good work i think you will you, you can find support uh, and it doesn't have to be the only you know validation is to work for marvel or dc you know there's a ton of great independent comic book companies yeah. i think this uh this this ip game which is you know sort of this next layer where it's not even Marvel and DC now it's what are all the independent you know cats doing yeah. because I think there's there's some of the the best stuff and this is why I'm super excited because I'm kind of becoming a fan again uh, mm -hmm. I haven't read a lot of stuff in in the last you know few years uh, but now I'm like actively catching up and so there's some amazing stuff going on man yeah. I am just yeah. super excited to be a part of it even though I'm, I'm 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 a bit older, just seeing a lot of the the younger generation and, and the, the, they just have it a bit more. You know, some of the stuff I've seen is just like mind blowing. I'm like, wow! And you're how old? Like, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it, and you know, so I'm I'm super excited about that. Where there's a, a newer generation that really has a, a independent spirit. You know, whether it's the people at Vault, uh, like you said, Blue oh. Image. Aftershock. Have you read Barbaric? Uh, no, but that's on my queue. And please I send me it. anything that you guys are like, <laughs> just right. dig in, just send it to me. Yeah. I just started reading um, The Nice House by the Lake. Is, oh. that, is that the yeah. holy cow, dude? Bananas. Like, yeah. I can geek out now as, as a fan and, and as a creator and tell you that it's one of the most impressive things I've ever, ever, ever seen. I have yeah. no idea who that artist is. Never seen him before. Incredible. No, um, yeah. Incredible. Bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers. Uh, and then the bonkers. James uh, Tinian. James Tinian or Tinian. Yeah. Um, that is, I, I, I just have to say this because I literally just read the, the first seven or eight issues like between yesterday and, and today. Uh, oh. it's, it's one of the best crafted comic books in the term of comic book medium where they're using the writing and the art in such a beautiful unison and unique way that it just fully exposes the power of this craft. And so that's incredibly inspiring, especially for someone who's yeah. writing and drawing because they've blended it and they've melded it and, and the colors, Jordi Belair, I mean, it's just 
the best thing I've read in a long time. And I'm yeah. excited to catch up on a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, really, really great stuff happening. Yeah, that's that's one of the ones that like the two of us just I, I, I read issue one first and then we were recording and I said, I can't even talk about my favorite thing right now because you haven't read it and I yeah. can't spoil what happens halfway through issue one. Yeah, <laughs> like I just like we can't have a conversation about this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so I issue printed... one was probably it, it probably one of the best setup issues for oh. any story I've I've ever read. It, so it, cool. it was so Inst well done. Instantly hooked. It was. Oh yeah. It had. I, this is might be a bit of a weird comparison, but it's reminding me of season one of Lost in the absolute mm. best way. Right. Where right, after right, right. every issue. I, I loved reading it and I'm leaving with more questions. Exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. what is going on? Like, wait, but what's yeah. that? What's that house? I know. <laughs> it's I know. just, yeah. what are these obelisks that are on the ground? It's like, what's, what is happening here? Is so it, was, um, is, is, is this a continuous or is it just 10 issues? No, it's, it's gotta I, be more than that. I think it's just, it's going to keep going. It's just going. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and, and this is a, a. I didn't even realize it. I thought I thought it was Image, but it's a DC Black Label. DC Black Label, yeah, yeah. which is super is, is impressive. That their new Vertigo, right? That's kind of like yes. their yeah their their own Vertigo or like new Vertigo. Yeah, yeah, that's where they're more adult, more adult. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, really rad. I'm hooked on that. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair. And the other one <laughs> that I'm reading that is also incredible, uh, the Good Asian. That is oh, fantastic. I've, I've heard other people speak about that in a very, giving it very, very high, like high reviews. And that's yeah, dude. on my one list of too. The, yeah, definitely one of the best. Um, I think it's it's 10 issues. So I'm, mm. I'm about to read the uh, 10th issue, but absolutely amazing, amazing storytelling. Um, the uh, porn sack. It's hard. His last name is, is a bit tricky. Pitches salty. Amazing writer. Uh, art is amazing. So yeah, I would I would uh, definitely recommend that. Nice. He also did Infidel uh, a few years back. Oh, okay. Which is another fantastic like horror story. If you guys yeah. are are, nice. are looking for something, so yeah. So uh, yeah. please send me any any recommends. I'm like yeah. actively fanboying out again as a, as a just as a comic book reader. Um, so. I love it. <laughs> we'll do. I'll uh, I'll shoot you a note with uh, with a couple of things. Yeah, that barbaric on Vault Comics is super fun. Okay. Super fun. I'm there. It's a a a cursed axe that makes sure a barbarian only kills people, only kills bad people. Love it. That's it. Yeah. That's all I have to say. It's, ama it's oh, amazing. Super great. fun. Just... Super super fun. Um, okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time because i know you probably got work you got to get going but i do really need to quickly we just need to fanboy out on dark arc because that's please what kind of got us there so much so that i'm i'm gonna be this guy hold on <laughs> he, he's bending over to pick up something dramatic music. Pick up something. <laughs> this oh yes <laughs> i'm I'm the collector who who bought two pages from from right. Dark Arc because Thank I love. So oh, dude, it. Um, that would those were like some of the very first original pages I ever purchased. 
and it was it was like oh my gosh like i really i'm digging this you can actually buy original artwork and that's really cool and immediately i was like googling does Juan Doe have any original artwork out? And then I found, I shouldn't be saying this because people are going to go scoop up the rest of it before I get the chance to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah. Picked those up and could not be happier. It's amazing. Um, Dark Ark, oh man, I love, I love the like historical fiction stuff. I love it when people write stories about what could have happened and the fact that, In the time of Noah's Ark, there was a ship with all of the monsters. Um, sign me up. And on like Colin Bunn did an amazing job writing, but um, I'm just gonna blow smoke up your butt. It's for <laughs> me, it's the visuals in that book that really, that really, really sold it for me. The just the way that you, the way that you drew and brought the emotion out and the people and like the manticore and everything. It's just. A phen- yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal book. Thank um, you. Yeah, <clears throat> man, so cool. That was and um, is and continues to be one of one of my favorite anything that I've ever worked on. It's it's the longest uh, project I ever worked on. I think it was. Yeah. I think I did uh, a three and a half volumes. Unfortunately, I I didn't finish the last three issues. Uh, there was just like a. This is a time of the pandemic and some conflicting schedule things, but yeah. that that just that idea. When I first heard that idea, I thought it was one of the greatest ideas I have ever heard. Like, what an alternate history kind so of kind fun. of spin. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're a fan of you know, monsters and horrors and myths, uh, I was like, this this is like a no brainer. <laughs> this is such a, a, a great idea and then Cullen is you know just hands down you know he's like the Stephen King of, of horror comics I mean he's just amazing everything he does is, is fantastic I was always a fan of his work yeah. so uh when we got Dark Ark that was like okay this is like this is me right here this is this is me monsters so, you know creepy settings did he, and um, did he contact you with the idea like how did you get involved in the project yeah i think that was all through through aftershock since Mm. uh, um because like after american monster i was pretty much you know hands on deck with them so they they just kept throwing stuff at me and they were all great projects uh and then when dark art came you know this was like a a long-running project so so there was a lot of story to tell um so it was great because it was like a a, a solid two years straight of just every month doing a, a comic and you know which is something i had not really done i had done limited series you know mm-hmm. like two or three of them but i had never done like a monthly book um and it was a fantastic like experience because you know i get the script i read it i'm like oh this is amazing and then i get to draw it and then i'm waiting for the next script just as a fan like, yeah okay i want to know what happens uh so yeah that's you know listen i i've never considered what i what i do a job uh, it's a privilege to make art and and tell stories so i i have to appreciate that especially now that i'm you know older and got kids and you know i'm, de- I, I'm not that spring chicken anymore um <laughs> everything i do now you know has a lot more meaning you know which is probably why i'm hey you know what i want to read comics again like just a fan you know so sometimes when you're a professional you're either just so busy or there's just so much to like follow like it, it's you know it's, it's I... just hard to like keep up 
Yeah. So I, I recently just got out of the music industry and I was in it for over a decade. I love music. I, I found I couldn't, I wasn't listening to music the same way that I used to. I had almost kind of lost the love of listening to music because it was now work. And, you know, I worked a lot in live, live concerts and live music and going to shows. I, my brain would just flip to work mode and I would just immediately start looking at like, that barricade's not set up properly. Where are the exit points? There's not enough security <laughs> over here. Like, who's running this? This production is sloppy. That snare drum sounds like garbage. I like, I would just, and now that I'm no longer fully working in it, the last like couple of months have just been so good for my soul because I've been able to like listen to music again and it's not work and it's just listening for the joy of it. So I totally get what you're saying that when you're, in a creative industry, it, it sometimes is hard to enjoy it. So being able to get to that point again, to like consume the medium and enjoy it is, uh, it's pretty refreshing. It is, it is. I'm, I'm having a blast now. Like I I absolutely feel like, um, this is just like another plateau that I'm on right now. And it's like, all right, you know, I just want to read comics, man. I just want to have fun. I love this medium. Um, I, I believe in the power of the medium it's everywhere. You know, I, I, I'm also a big movie and streaming guy too, which I think you guys are as well. It's just, just from hearing some Ooh, yeah. of the topics that you guys talked about and movies, you know, so we're, we're, we're simpatico there, man. Like I'm, I'm yeah. a, I'm a fan first and foremost. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, well, Hey, Hey, you ever want to come back and talk about a movie or something like that? We would love to have Juan Do reviews a slasher flick or something like that. Oh, I'm, I, I am love that. on board yeah i just saw um dr strange i I heard you guys talking about it as well haven't Uh, haven't watched it yet no no spoilers i heard you guys talking about moon knight which we just uh finished yeah um so you know some of the 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 marvel u stuff so yeah so i think we can we we have a lot of similar interests without a doubt (laughs) so yeah i i would love to come back i i love chatting about this stuff so anytime man oh boy let me know um, Alex, any last any last questions before we let Juan get to his work day and we go to bed? Because <laughs> yes. we're, cause we're yeah. old, because we're old dads with young yeah. kids. I <laughs> say he's going to have a second cup of coffee, and uh, we're both going to turn the lights out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I I guess the the only thing would be is there going to be any original art for Spectro, Ooh. or was that more of a digital medium? Um, yes. Yeah, so. Uh, Spectro, the first story has original art, and okay. then the rest Dibs. is digital. That so, uh, <laughs> uh, I will, I will go and and uh. and see in what state they are in because some of them may not be like fully finished. Yeah, that's a, that's like another thing too. We you know which we we didn't talk about, but uh, art, digital, traditional. You know, yeah. I, I do both. You know, and. Yeah. and uh, I started as a digital artist and then then I jumped into original art and I did that for most of my career. And only recently the sort of digital, you know, ecosystem is has just become more efficient, you know. Yeah. And 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 as an artist, you know, it's it's a different feel. It's not obviously like traditional art, but it has a lot of benefits. So uh, it's something that I'm thinking a lot, like a lot about, you know, uh, cause I love original art. Uh, 
So, but sometimes if you're just doing so much work, you know, having the digital aspect very just helps very efficient, you know, and, yeah. and, and at the, at the end of the day, you know, this is part of the question of what is comics, right? Is yeah. it the final printed page or is it this black and white original thing that one must have? So, yeah. so I, I, you know, like I said, I think for me, it's always going to be that, that final page. Uh, and then like commissions are sort of where, you know, and I'm backed up on commissions, uh, but that's sort of where I can continue the hand drawn yeah. hand ink with like with, with a brush style. So uh, ironically, Spectra was actually the first, like the, the other than the first story, those are all digital. And that was mm -hmm. like, probably my first fully digital storytelling where I nice. inked everything digitally, drew everything digitally. Okay. But the first story was done traditionally. Uh, so I can um, I can share some of that with you guys as well. Um, are you a, is it a Photoshop? Are you a Clip Studio Paint guy? What's the, what's uh, the I Yeah, so I, I use Procreate for the, yeah. the penciling and then the inking and then Photoshop for the for the coloring. Nice. So, uh, right. you know, whereas before it was, you know, I pencil everything, scan everything. Now just using Procreate for like the penciling is just, again, yeah. I, could, I could get a lot of ideas down, uh, you know, but I still love doing tra traditional art. I'm, I'm focusing on trying to do some really cool commissions, uh, which I'm backed up and I have to get to. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I have a whole bunch of that original stuff with um, uh, 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 Cadence Comic and, yeah. and Paolo, my dealer. So. Uh, Great. Yeah, I will. Hey, I, I will continue I'll, to to, to I will, share what I have. Uh, I will blow them up. It was very, very easy working with the Cadence team and Paolo. It was uh, awesome. Very smooth sailing. Shipping was great. Yeah. Show, and super nice. Like we chit chatted back and forth via email, <laughs> just awesome. as fans. Um, great. That's it awesome. was. Uh, it was really, really awesome. Well, Juan, this was amazing. Um, thank you so much for your time and. Uh, and agreeing to come on our goofy little show. Um, Love it. And, and thank you. And <laughs> absolutely. And thank you for the work that you do. I want to say that yeah. as well, because you have provided many hours of joy to both of our lives uh, and many other people on the planet. And I think oh, um, man. Thank you. artists, artists and creatives don't hear that enough. In my opinion, they don't get the accolades for the amount of joy that they bring to people. So Wow. I would like to thank you for that because thank you. No, that's, that means a lot. That that means a lot. Cause um, yeah. yeah, you're right. We're, we're, we're pretty much sequestered to our tables, you yeah. know, doing stuff. And, and because I'm in Japan, you know, I, I don't get a chance to, to really go to, to the cons and engage more. Um, so hopefully we can get back to a point where I can go back and, and do some, some cons and meet the fans and talk, you know, I, I totally missed that. Do you guys have a local convention you guys go to? What's what's your big convention out there? Is it a yeah? So Ottawa has a has a big one, and so it's got it's like a Thursday through Sunday. So it's it runs every year except for the past two, right? Three, yeah. two. Um, but the, Fan the big, big one Fan Expo is... is the big one in Toronto. Yeah. Um. So there's yeah, and then in my town we've got a, a London Comic Con as well, and I've helped them out a couple of times. Um. Just you know, through being a booking agent and everything, I kind of helped them with the comic creators. So we brought in 
rest in peace. We brought in Neil Adams a couple years ago and Will awesome. Sportasio. I heard and, that. Yeah. I, I yeah. heard that on your podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, you know, ours, our shows are uh, smaller, obviously it's not New York style. The Toronto, the fan expo is probably the, would be the closest thing that Canada gets to, uh, a San Diego or a New York. Right. Um, the, the comic creator list this year for fan expo is bonkers. The entire nice house on the lake team are there. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and like I would just love to go to that. I'm countless I'm others dying to bring my the the first issue down and just. Wow. All right, everyone, everyone gets everyone get a sharpie on this. Yeah. So you guys are going. Yeah, we're we're, th- we're looking we're at. Thinking about it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's a uh, yeah. a couple of people I really yeah. want to really want to see Stephanie Hans, the artist who did Die. Oh, she's that awesome. Karen yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's so good. amazing. amazing. Yeah. That's another one. Yes that in, in 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 my queue to read uh but, oh. I, but I knew she she was doing the art huge fan yeah um, real oh man yeah. i would love to go to, to fan expo one day and, and hopefully meet you guys there in in person as well so yeah heck be... yeah so just the wherever, beginning i, ain't going nowhere, I would man. also love to i would yeah. also love to go to japan <laughs> it's on my list of places yes. i would love to travel to yeah. you guys ever um, make it out here i will i will show you all the cool stuff There's amazing cool stuff. my goodness <laughs> well I'm a big manga fan too, so yeah, I, I am very, very happy. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> with, with the, well, all the cool stuff I'm exposed to. So this has been great. Um, thank you so much. Um, again, cannot thank you enough for your time and what you do. So uh, thank with you, that, man. thank you. We will uh, we'll let you let you go. I guess. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> we'll, it. <laughs> we'll, Thanks, uh, Alex. we'll chat again. A, a pleasure. Um, I look forward to chatting more in the future, man. So, awesome. so thank you guys again really for, for having me on. Thank you, man. Anytime. Yeah. Take care. Right. Bye.